this week on This Week in Our Collective Heads, Patrick Solos himself. That phrasing wasn't right. This week in our collective heads, wanna put an old rumor to bed. Stereotype that you've all heard, how we're all just angry video game nerds. Most of us have actual jobs, kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah. This week in our collective heads, this week in our collective heads. Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Patrick. I'm alone this weekend due to a lot of weird scheduling stuff going on. Uh, good stuff. So, you know, um, apologies for that. But you'll have to listen to me uh, to me vamp uh, solo and say a lot. Of, uh, a lot. Uh, anyways, um, we're going to start off this week like we do every single week. By the way, we're giving you the gaming news like we do every single week. Join us on uh, on Facebook and YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't already. Love our podcast listeners. Keep listening. Uh, tweet to us at Twiach and uh, watch us live on uh, Twitch. It's the only place where we are Twiach Gaming. Everywhere else, we're Twiach. So let's get it started. We're talking about backwards compatible games. That's what we do every single week uh, because we're one of the only places that, uh, that actually give them to you consistently. Uh, Major Nelson did tweet them out, but no one talks about them. Up first, we have Assassin's Creed 3, which is great. Very happy about that. Um, you know, these are, these are backwards compatible. It's not free. Well, this one is. But... A fantastic um, uh, choice for games on that. Uh, we also got Shadow Assassins uh, Tenchu. Um, I'm going to butcher this. I know Shinobi, but then you have uh, Ilomilo. Um, I don't know what that means. So let me know if you've played that game on Xbox 360 because it's now backwards compatible and you can play it again if you did like it. I don't know if you did because I don't know what it is. Uh, we also got um, Max Hazard, uh, sorry, Matt Hazard, um, uh, Bloodbath and Beyond, which was a supposed to be a fun game that I never got into. Uh, I got this mixed up with the um, not Bullet Storm, the the other, the other, the 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 jumpy the jumpy claw guy, the jump, Bionic Commando. I don't even remember. I got it mixed up with that and didn't even didn't even get to play it. Um, but it's backwards compatible now. I mentioned free games though. Assassin's Creed 3 is free because they gave the games with gold. Uh, those are out now. So the games with gold uh, for this uh, for this month is Assassin's Creed 3, which is a great pick. We also got Speedrunners for Xbox One. Uh, it's a game I'm not familiar with. Um, smaller um, studio, and I'm curious to to check this out for you guys. Uh, We'll be giving you the reviews for all the Xbox and PlayStation games. Um, again, because no one else does this, uh, we're going to give you those uh, towards the middle of, uh, of June, um, hopefully. <laughs> uh, we also uh, got Dragon Age Origins, which is a fantastic game. So Assassin's Creed 3 and Dragon Age Origins, great picks. Um, I absolutely loved uh, Dragon Age and... I don't know. This this one may have not been my favorite, but I really enjoyed these games. I love the storytelling in them, uh, and I love uh, the party systems and loot systems. Very fun. Uh, also got uh, speaking of fun, we got uh, Watch Dogs, and Watch Dogs is um, fun, but repetitive. I guess I'd say um, it's 
very ambitious. It was a very ambitious game, and I think giving this for free, again, it's a fantastic offer uh, to do so. Uh, this game did not get enough uh, backing behind it uh, in regards to... Um, regards to sales uh, a lot of hype for the game just didn't quite hit the marks that uh, people were wanting for it and you know I'm happy they're giving it to, giving it to us for free though um, it's another one I, I did pick this game up quite a while ago and it's in my it's in my log of back my backlog um, if a game gets cheap enough I tend to pick it up I don't know if you guys do that but if it gets cheap enough and I'm like okay well I do want to play that I'll pick it up I've I played a little bit of this I didn't play um, I didn't complete it but uh, it's one of those games that when a game like I said when a game is discounted enough then I'll, I'll pick it up that's how I picked up um, the Wolfenstein game and I did play that one so that was great um, when games hit a certain price point I feel like that they're more uh, that it's worth my while and when, if it's something I'm not really excited about, I don't want to throw $60 on it. If it's something that could be really, could be fun, uh, but it, I, you know, I may spend, you know, two or three hours on it, I'll spend $10 on that. And I know that's different for some people, but the way I view that is the same as movies. If I go, go to see a movie and it costs me $10, if I play a game and I spent a couple good hours on it, I think that's, I think that's reasonable. Um, I, th I think I'm in the minority with, with that, but you know, if I Call of Duty, I think we, Kevin and I've talked about this quite a, quite often. If we had twenty dollars to to grab the, uh, if we could spend twenty dollars and play the Call of Duty story story campaign and nothing else, uh, give me multiplayer a la carte. Um, a after that, I would buy every single one of them. And that's twenty dollars for six hours. So again, reasonable in my opinion. Uh, it's like seeing two movies, right? Seeing two Lord of the Rings movies, if you will. <laughs> so, uh, we got some uh, other news that uh, that uh, that came out. In a surprise to, to no one, Red Dead Redemption 2 has been delayed. And, uh, yeah, didn't surprise me at all. What is surprising me, though, is that uh, my, my video is not working. I apologize for that. But, yeah, Red Dead Redemption uh, got delayed. Uh, till next year, which again, I don't think this is that surprising. It's it's Rockstar um, delaying something this big and this ambitious. I don't have a problem with. I don't see a problem with that at all. Um, the the first Red Dead was was huge. It was it was great, and for the amount of content that's in here, I'm okay with them delaying. When studios like, you know. Rockstar isn't as bad as Bethesda, but if a studio rushes out a product, um, either because they're internally trying to rush it out or however it is, you know, there's there's not only bugs, but it's just not as polished. And I think we're now in a uh, we're now in a time where uh, companies are trying to give games in a um, in a season pass or in an episodic fashion, which can be a good thing, uh, but we see games like Hitman that I believe suffered uh, for that because when you saw Hitman and you saw that it was going to be episodic, I think a lot of people uh, viewed it as a lesser game. Uh, they didn't think that was triple. That's not a triple A thing um, to give uh, an episodic game. That's a you know a twenty dollars season pass kind of thing like Telltale. No offense to Telltale, but it's not one of those games that, that you th you're not going to spend $60 on the Telltale games. That's why they're priced at the, at the point that they are, which is perfect. With Hitman, uh, you had something that was, that was um, 
given in an episodic fashion. You could buy the pass. And in doing that, it caused a problem. Why am I ranting about this? Because I'm okay with Red Dead... Um, I'm okay with Red Dead being delayed to not have to do that kind of crap. I want to spend $60 on Red Dead, and I want to enjoy it. And if it's really good, then I'll, I'll buy some DLC. But DLC for the first Red Dead was fantastic with Undead Nightmare. So I don't foresee this being a problem. Um, I foresee it as a good thing. I, I think that they're looking at that saying, you know, this is, a, this is a big project. We need to take some extra time on this. Let's take our time. Let's get this done right. And, uh, and push it out. So it is delayed till 2018. Uh, again, I don't have a problem with this. I think it's a, I think it's a very good thing. Another good thing, uh, Games Pass uh, starting. So uh, if you're a uh, gold uh, member, uh, we get it two weeks uh, for free, a two-week trial for free. Uh, the Games Pass for everyone else is starting on June 1st. Uh, there's some uh, really good games uh, that are that are in there for that. I think there's a lot uh, to be said for the selection. Halo is the big one that they're gonna that they're gonna be touting for a while. There's some other pretty good 360 games in there. Um, there's a handful of uh, you know like we have Lego Batman, NBA, uh, Payday, uh, Bioshock Infinite. There's a lot of great games in here that I think if you missed, this is a great opportunity um, for a uh, $10 price tag to basically you know grab any of these games it's a it's like um what's called gamefly it's like gamefly except it's immediate which is is amazing and like i said the titles are great gears of war 3 is in there there's um i think this is worth it if you did not get to play these titles um and if you're um unsatisfied with xbox's current selection of exclusives which is nothing so that's my opinion on that i like i like the game pass i think it's a great idea i hope um that that becomes a thing these are also uh if you didn't know uh games pass is spending ten dollars you get access to all these different uh games most of three uh, xbox 360 games all playable on your xbox one and they download to your system as opposed to the playstation now these download to your xbox so they download you don't have to worry about about lag uh, from the server on that so very happy about that um speaking of xbox we also got some news on um uh, on beam so what used to be called beam is now being rebranded re as mixer uh beam was is uh was xbox's answer to twitch they wanted their one of their own um system to compete with twitch I think it's a stupid idea. Uh, so instead of I don't know buying out Twitch, which is which would be better for Microsoft to do, instead of investing all this money in something that's going to flop, uh, Beam has now been rebranded to Mixer. Uh, so we did talk about this before. They didn't previously have a mobile component. Uh, they're going to have uh, mobile uh, streaming as well, um, which obviously I, I think that's a bare minimum <laughs> right now. You need to be able to stream on your uh, on your PC, on your on your uh, mobile phone. I just don't see a reason to get this product, uh, or not to get this product to to stream on the service. I don't see a reason why people will move to the service. Um, YouTube gaming launched, and majority of gamers did not move. Uh, there were some people who tried it out for a little while, but Twitch still is the king. 
and Twitch is becoming a thing for for even shows like this, where people can talk and and uh, and you know yammer on to the um, to the camera like this, and you get to listen to it. Um, other good news, though, uh, we got um, so Edmund McMillan's uh, secret game. Uh, he has multiple secret games that he's working on, but he sent out a um, he sent out a tweet saying that uh, I also think it's time to officially announce that Rich of Red Letter Media will be doing the voice of a hero in a secret game. Um, if you don't know Rich, Rich is from um, not Rich from Review Tech, Review Tech USA. I heard some people stupidly uh, misquoting that. Rich is from Red Letter Media, which is a freaking hilarious site. Um, but it's not Mike. And at first, I was I, I read it. I knew it was Rich, but I was really hoping it was Mike because Mike's just hilarious. Rich is, uh, Rich is the original Mr. Plinkett, though. Even though Mike is the one who. Uh, got famous. That's what put Red Letter Media out on the map. Was the was the Mr. Plinkett character? Rich is the originator of that character. He came up with that character, um, and he, he does it in in some of their videos as well. But uh, like Half in the Bag and and some of the others. But the main Mr. Plinkett reviews that everyone is familiar with, like Phantom Menace, uh, is actually Mike doing that. Uh, and that's actually uh, it's supposed to be on Steam within the next six weeks. Um, I mean. This is that's kind of how how they play with these, you know. They, uh, I think that McMillan's in a point where he he knows his fans are hardcore enough. He doesn't have to drum it up that much. He does a little bit, does just enough. Um, but his fans are gonna are gonna pick this. People who are in the indie scene are gonna pick this up. So I don't think there's any, um, I don't think there's any problem on that, or any um, negatives, if you will. Uh, we also uh, got some news uh, about Bloodstained, which is a um, was a Kickstarter and one that you know Kevin and many other people backed. Uh, so it turns out that right now it's about uh, twenty to thirty percent done. Um, most people are not upset about this. I'm not upset about it. I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that we're we're this far. We're twenty to thirty percent done, uh, unless there's some huge like redesigns um, and, and uh, I don't know maybe level restructuring but 20-30% done is, is pretty surprising to me um, I mean they can kind of go at their own pace which which I understand but I think there's a lot of people who, who backed it who may be less patient uh, than some honestly I, I'm in the same camp as I do uh, as I am about, uh, about Red Dead Redemption and you know, I can't be a hypocrite about it if they're going to take more time, if they're taking their time, they're getting it done right, um, working at that pace, I think, is completely forgivable. This was a Kickstarter, so just hoping that they hit their their goals, because some of their, their goals have specific time, um, or usually goals on Kickstarter, have specific time, uh, time frames that they have to hit those in. So I hope that they can still hit those if they had one. Um, I have to look at the, the rewards on that. But... I don't. I don't think. You know, I don't think this is a problem as much as it kind of irritates me. I don't think it's that much of a problem. Um, we got uh, some news on uh, the El Shaddai uh, spiritual successor, uh, which again, I, I didn't play. I know Kevin played it uh, and uh, and enjoyed it, but the spiritual successor that's coming out is the Lost Child, um, which. 
I only could only could find a very brief trailer in Japanese, and I'm I'm excited because of the unique way that they handle um, they handle uh, properties in regards to um, how do I say it. Yeah, I, I don't know a lot about this, but like I like the way that they handle, um, uh, they handle the religious aspect of uh, of the game. Because if I'm not mistaken, and Kevin can uh, correct me, because he's in the comments, uh, this is the one that was that was based on um, uh, based on Mormon uh, things. Correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, though. I mean. Again, I didn't. I didn't get to play this, but I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad they're getting a, a spiritual successor. Um, yep, I was right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, bastardized Mormons, Mormon rules. So, I like that they took that subject matter. Uh, this is a game that I, I I got to play very briefly, but I've seen some seen some people play it. I like that they're taking the subject matter that people don't know a lot about and playing with it. It's the, one of the reasons I liked Asura's Wrath, um, playing with the um, the Hindu uh, mythos and in a way that we weren't familiar with. And it's one thing that I'm looking forward to with the new God of War, because if they do it right, you're going to expose a lot of people to some interesting stories and ideas and and, and um, out of a culture. And exposing that to to people who don't know it, which is which is fantastic. It it helps us understand other cultures, uh, even if they're cultures from a thousand years ago or whenever they're from. I think it's really cool, so I'm happy about that. Um, another thing I'm happy about, which the internet kind of went a little nuts about, was that Nathan Drake has been cast for the Uncharted movie, and it's Tom Holland. I'll give you a minute if you needed a minute for that, but you don't. It's Tom Holland, and he's going to be playing a young Nathan Drake. The The story, allegedly for this, is going to be set at the flashbacks from, I believe it was um, Uncharted 3 and Uncharted 4, um, for young um, Nathan Drake. So I'm completely fine with that. You can see the side-by-side -side right there. Not a problem. I also like him as an actor. Um, I think that he's really, he's doing a lot of great work, and I think he's getting notoriety that he need that he, you know, deserved after doing Spider-Man. And I think that he's snarky enough too. I think that he could pull that off, just as long as he doesn't do the voice crack thing. I know he's doing that for 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 Peter and everything, which works so well for Peter Parker. Um, I just don't think that Nathan Drake, even at that age, should uh, should waver in his voice. I mean, he basically should. Um, he, he, I mean, he basically should be very direct, and even if he's unsure of himself, he kind of lies about it. I think that the two, I think the two of them um, look close enough alike that that it'll work pretty well, especially because Tom plays pretty young so if they sh if they did this when he's like uh, late teens or early 20s I think it'll work really well um, also the uh, the thing that I like about Tom Holland is his uh, physicality so uh, his dedication when it came to spider-man and and other roles he's he may not be as um, as strong and buff which is not what he needs to be 
but his body awareness and physicality is amazing. And what I mean by that is watching him as Spider-Man and watching him, um, watching him do uh, behind-the-scenes stuff for Spider-Man. And as funny as it sounds, uh, the man's an amazing dancer. And you put that together, you have someone who's really going to know how to convey a story of physicality, and he's going to be able to do all the climbing um, that that we want him to do. So, I don't have a problem with this. Now, was he my first choice? No, I would have gone with, um, well, yeah, if we can't get Nolan North, I would have gone with probably Nathan Fillion or or someone else and done a, uh, something in the Uncharted series as opposed to a flashback. But if we want to start here and go, and, and go up, so think of it as like, uh, like young Indiana Jones style. I'm completely fine with that. I think, he, I think he'll do a good job. Um, and speaking of uh, starting really early, uh, another uh, film, other film uh, news is Resident Evil is getting a reboot. The movie series Resident Evil, uh, thankfully, is being rebooted, and some people are upset about it. Mila Jovovich said that it was it was way too early and it didn't it didn't make sense to reboot the series, and I completely disagree. I think that this series went the wrong way very quickly, and I think that when they reboot they're going to go more they're going to go back to the Resident Evil roots as opposed to uh, crazy superwoman uh, Mila Jovovich because the movies became um, very self-indulgent in my opinion when it came to um, when it came to the Alice character and not as much about the horror um, the in the final chapter the one that was there the movie's not scary at all. The zombies don't matter, and the characters don't matter either. Um, Dawn of the Dead is a great example of one where I don't think the zombies are really. Uh, sorry, uh, Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Um, the zombies are are part of the background. They're part of of the story, but they don't really become a danger in, until towards the end it's all about the 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 characters it's all about the uh, interpersonal uh, relationships and everything that's going on in that situation and resident evil doesn't have that so you have a zombie movie that has very flimsy characters their relationships don't matter as much as maybe a reveal every now and then of of someone being a bad guy or uh, or betrayal which doesn't matter if you don't care about the characters. So I'm I'm very happy that they're going to be rebooting this. Uh, I would personally like to for them to reboot it and go back and tell the story of like Resident Evil Two. Uh, I think it would be perfect. Resident Evil One would be be okay, but I think you could you could start at Resident Evil Two because um, Claire Redfield and uh, and Leon are um, uh, sorry Chris Redfield. Uh, no, Claire, what's wrong with me? Um, the fact that they're going uh, to the, the fact that they're going to the to the mansion, they're going to investigate what happened in Raccoon City. Um, I think that can be a good setup for the movie, uh, as opposed to the weird um, AI and cloning bit uh, that that they went down uh, when it came to uh, Resident Evil, uh, the Resident Evil movies. Um, yeah, the, the, and uh, yeah, to answer your question, the plot of the uh, Resident Evil movies is basically non-existent. There's a couple reveals, someone um, is trying to do something bad, and that gets undone. 
um, the characters characters should matter, but they don't. The way that they're that they're written is horrible. Um, their their relationships are hardly there. They're they're one note, if if a note at all. The only real character development is Alice learning who she really is, and that's not even handled very well. Um, it's a reason that it's a dying franchise, and I'm ready for it to die. I'm ready for them to, to use that intellectual property in a different way. Um, speaking of intellectual properties and on uh, to more uh, gaming stuff, um, well, there it is. <laughs> Lawbreakers. Uh, so Lawbreakers, which is uh, the um, Boss Key Productions uh, game, is coming to PS4 this year. We talked about this game before um, and how it is jumping into the character, the first-person uh, hero shooter uh, realm. But in this case, there's there's a lot of um, uh, Unreal Tournament meets like Rocket League from what I was seeing in the in the gameplay there's it's not just um, shooting there's there's unique map sets uh, of course you know crazy flying as it shows there but um, the gameplay that I was watching on this looked like it was more like some of the overwatch challenges but but more challenging less battle uh, obviously battling is is in the game but I'm glad this is coming to PS4 this year, but I feel like Overwatch is basically... Overwatch has dominated this so, so well that it's going to be hard for this game to break in. Um, it's not going to be impossible, but it has to be different enough that people will want to play this uh, in addition to or instead of Overwatch. And Overwatch is the big dog. I mean, it's like when any new uh, um, MMO comes out, uh, the first thing that happens is is people from World of Warcraft go over, play a little bit, and then come back if they don't like it. Uh, every now and then one sticks, but that's been the king for so long. Uh, there are others that have been around for a long time, sure, but Overwatch right now has the market when it comes to these types of games. And I think it's close enough to Overwatch that a lot of people may dismiss it. I'm very hopeful, though, um, especially with it being a, a new IP. I'm hopeful that it'll do well. I just don't want it to flop. And in order to do that, it's got to be marketed right, and it's got to be unique enough that sets it apart from Overwatch. I mean, it may even be something supplemental that Overwatch players play specific um, uh, uh, maps and challenges on Overwatch may play this. They may not, you know, like they don't like the arena-style stuff that, like, Kevin doesn't like um, the more, you know, just straightforward shooting arena. He prefers the, the challenges. Um, the challenge maps, I think, I think are more interesting. So, depending on how this works, depending on what modes are in the game, this may be something that uh, that a lot of people uh, may move to, or it may flop completely. So, we'll see what happens on that. Um, so, uh, very unexpected. Uh, Counter Strike got a uh, a new update uh, with Operation Hydra, uh, which added some really interesting. Um, uh, interesting modes here. Um, there's there's a heavy assault suit with that defuses bombs. But the the interesting modes to me were um, hunter gatherers. Every uh, player drops a dog tag when they die. You collect them 
Uh, you try to collect all, all the dog tags. Uh, another one that I thought was was cool was a headshots only. So it's a death match, but body shots don't matter, only headshots. So it's very um, uh, difficult. And step, step, zap, which is you've got a knife and a recharging taser, and that's it. Which, to me, I know it's not exactly the same thing, but it reminded me of, of Goldeneye when you go slappers only because it's, it's, it's ridiculous it, and... You, I know that now you're using a knife, but the there's something to be said when you have to melee up to someone and kind of wildly swing at them. It's hilarious, and I think it's gonna probably be the same the same thing with this. Um, Counter Strike still be pl being played by quite a few people. Uh, again, like we we're talking about MMOs, that it may not be the king, but people are playing it. So I think it's kind of cool that these these got added. Uh, mod community obviously will will always be messing around with stuff. And uh, oh, we also have uh, Flying Scoutsman, so uh, low gravity, and then uh, Trigger Discipline, which is everyone takes damage uh, for each missed shot. So being extremely precise. Um, uh, with every shot is what matters on that. I think it's really cool that a game like this is being, you know, supported in this fashion, and a, and a lot of people would not be doing that uh, when it came to to an older game like this. So I think it's really cool. It shows that um, that it's still respected. That people, uh, that the developers still respect that community, no matter how old it is. Um, I feel that way about um, like Diablo. Um, there are people still playing Diablo 3 and Diablo 2. Uh, but Diablo 3 came out, um, what was it, seven years ago. And it's it's a great game, but it's it's surprising how many people still play that consistently. Um, my brother's been playing it pretty constantly for, for a couple months now. And I think that it, sh it shows, because games like that, they have an interesting half-life, especially with console games. Um, if you are only a console player and you don't have the latest and greatest, then you may not get the game for a while, budget-wise, or maybe you don't. Maybe, like I said, you don't have the Xbox One yet. Maybe you still have the 360. And to play, to be able to play some of these games for cheap, they still have a life in them. They're still good games. So I think it's really cool um, that you know the community, the developers are still helping those communities, whether it's a a new person jumping in or someone who's been playing it for years. I think it's really cool. Welcome to the topic of the episodes, the weekly sh uh, topic of the episode show, the weekly uh, topic show uh, where we give you a topic. You tell us what you think about it, and then we discuss it uh, on the show. This week's topic is um, is uh, the rumor slash leak that Nintendo is working on a Zelda mobile game. So we've already had the Mario uh, Endless Runner and all of that. So the question is, if they're working on a Zelda mobile game, what do we think that would look like, and what do we want that to be? Um, I think that um, uh, Kevin and I kind of both agree on this, that an Infinity Blade-style game could lend itself really well to um, uh, to uh, Zelda. So a quest-based, loot-based game uh, where you know you you get to fight the um, you know the different um, keys and everything. 
at like Infinity Blade. I think it could be interesting. Um, we had uh, Owen who mentioned uh, doing a uh, like a Legend of Zelda 2 uh, version. I think that's what he said. Yeah, Link's Link's Adventure uh, style game would be would be fun. Uh, I, I, I would agree, but I don't know how that quite how that would transfer onto uh, a mobile platform. Um, we also had um, uh, Owen on Twitter uh, ask, saying, uh, as much as I don't care for them, a 2D rogue uh, game could work. Uh, so again, we're going, uh, yeah, 2D, I think a side-scrolling way to do that could be, uh, could be interesting. Um, but Zelda on, on mobile... I think that it's it's limiting because we can't do traditional top-down 2D Zelda as much as I'd like to do that. I think we're going to get something that um, that ends up like mashing mashing up uh, different styles. I don't. I would think Infinity Blade could be a re really interesting way to do that, but I think the the core elements of Zelda have to be um, have to be honored when it comes to that, and. Zelda has combat, but Zelda's been more about um, Zelda's been more about the 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 it, it is action, but it's it's about adventure and and has puzzles, and I think it would be really it would be important for them to to keep that aspect uh, of of Zelda. I think that it could be fun to do. Uh, it could be fun to do a 2D platform uh, Zelda, but I think it may be hard to do with mobile unless you're using a Bluetooth controller. I think that they're going to have to find a way to combine uh, interesting combat, um, which the Infinity Blade portion, uh, with puzzles and and a, a story, you know, to you know collect the Triforce. That being said. We've seen properties. I've seen that the property used uh, with the Dynasty Warriors mashup, which worked very well. Um, so I think there, you could take this property and put it into a different um, into a different category, uh, or not category, uh, a different play style than regular Zelda. Um, but I don't know. Uh, Kevin said uh, Zelda Mon Go, so doing a an augmented reality Zelda game. Um, if they did Zelda um, with augmented reality, where I could go adventure and I could solve puzzles and find shrines and all of that, yeah, that could be fun. That could that could be fun. I don't think they're gonna do it. Uh, because they'd have to have that collecting aspect, and I think Pokemon lends itself better to it. Um, but I would love, I would love a game that has that type of geocaching, um, uh, almost geocaching aspect. Because uh, Mimoto was was um, uh, inspired uh, by his childhood and going and adventuring uh, in the woods and. And I think that you know exploring caves and, and going into the woods and that that kind of thing that that I don't know it has a, a certain magic to it to be able to do that in the real life in real life would be really cool. Welcome to this week in our collective heads. I'm Patrick, and we had some really big news. The main quest this week is about Far Cry and. 
we've been a, we've been fans of the Far Cry series uh, here for for a while. Three and four were were amazing, and we got news that Far Cry um, Five is actually going to be set in the United States in Montana. Now, when they announced that, I I, I thought. I think this is why a lot of people were thinking that it was going to be a western, uh, but it is set in modern day, and a essentially a cult, <laughs> a uh, radical hard right Christian cult are the antagonists of the game, and this has started uh, a lot of people to uh, a lot of people to be upset uh, at, um, at at the developers for for doing that for what they feel is demonizing Christianity but after seeing the trailer and after hearing more about the game I don't think that's true whatsoever what you have here is them spotlighting how any um, ideology be it a religion or whatever it is, taken to the extreme can cause so many problems when you have the the, the, the binary aspect of, of, of good and evil and you take that in either direction, it's a negative. It is. And in this case, um, they said they were inspired by, um, uh, by the current political climate uh, as well as some recent events um they did not mention it specifically but i feel like they were inspired by the by the uh bundy clan if you will clive and bundy and and what's his name warren bundy i don't remember the, the guy's name i think that um they were part of the inspiration for this you have people um you have multiple groups in america that are that are um further and further divided and they're demonizing the other side this is taking it to an to a complete extreme um, you have a group of uh, isolated individuals um, kind of Westboro Baptist Church style it, you think think of a milit militarized Westboro Baptist Church this is essentially what what this would be um, you have people who uh, their answer to um, to someone sinning is to just kill them um, or to torture them or whatever it is um, this is not demonizing Christianity whatsoever this is is showing how uh, extremism can happen anywhere and I think that in the Far Cry series Far Cry has been um, not demonizing but the the bad guys in the Far Cry series have been um, you know um, anything but white Americans <laughs> and I think that now that the tables have turned, I think that uh, people are uneasy about that. And I think that's important, but it's also I think it's it's understood that they'd be um, upset about that. But the thing that's important is seeing that this is not saying all Christians are have are are a problem, or all Christians are wrong, or all Christians are bad. It's saying these extreme individuals. Um, can can cause a lot of problems and we're we've seen this in our country but not in the in the in the level uh, that we're looking at so it'd be like if the uh, Clive and Bundy uh, situation when they um, took over that federal building um, so they uh, broke into 
and occupied federal a federal building wouldn't leave breaking multiple rules but they said okay well it's my right to be here uh, as an american the the extreme view of i own this country and i can do whatever i want on federal and federal government doesn't own any land um is isn't is a a hard right rule now a hard right um lean but that doesn't mean that it's wrong when you take it <laughs> take it in the further extreme saying I'll kill anybody who comes here or they actually do kill people okay that's when, when you're going too far expressing an ideology um, if you're not hurting other people is, is, is important I think that it's important to have free speech but when you start to hurt other people um, physically uh, when you impede on someone else's free speech and you impede on someone else's freedom that's a problem and in this case that's what these people are doing they're not about uh, you know uh, about freedom of the individual it's about oppressing and and um, instilling their version of Christianity on other people so I think it'll be um, I think it'll be a really interesting game um, no, sorry, just looking through the through the comments. Yeah, Westport Baptist Church. Yeah, it's it's it, it basically does predict uh, the uh, what would happen if an organization like Westport Baptist Church expanded, militarized, and if people got behind that. If that became a, a political movement like the, like the Tea Party or, or or whatever. The only reason I mention that is because it's a grassroots movement. If the Tea Party was was growing like that, and they were giving everyone guns and and telling them to shoot federal officers wait another tea party did that okay they didn't give out guns though um if they were giving out guns and they were driving around causing mayhem that's what this would be um so i think i think it's interesting um because i think that uh <laughs> i think that like i said any ideology taken to extreme is, is going to be a problem and in this case this is one taken to a problem uh taken taken to uh too far of a level it's the same thing with Islam. Uh, what we're seeing uh, in regards to the, the, you know, the bombings and, and terrorism, that's not all Islam at all. That's less than 0.1% of Islam believe this, this crackpot stuff. The only difference is they're not just yelling crazy stuff in the streets at, uh, at people who are trying to go see movies or going to conventions. Um, they're not just... Uh, picketing uh, funerals of, of dead soldiers like again these are all Westboro Baptist stuff um, imagine if those people um, decided to be violent and that's essentially what the plot of this is I think it's interesting I think that um, I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to go far enough with this um, that it makes us uneasy I think that it's important for these types of, of games. Far Cry uh, 4 um, had some very uh, interesting choices that Kevin and I were, were, were discussing where uh, you have uh, an individual who doesn't care about um, about individual casualties. That doesn't, that doesn't matter um, to, to the person. It's all about the, the end goal. And I think the, again, extremism of that uh, is important. And I'm hoping that, they, that they're, they're tackling the subject and do it with tact, which I think they will do. Um, but I hope in doing so that they can shine a light on extreme these extreme views and how they can be a problem if they're not um, shared in a healthy way. 
um, because it's okay to have uh, different viewpoints. Um, the only problem is <laughs> it's the the whole my freedom ends with the end of my fist or whatever. Like I can't remember the the, the phrase because I'm really exhausted, but this is impeding on other people's freedoms and when you do that that's a problem so uh let me know in the comments what you think of uh the new far cry game uh are you gonna get it are you protesting it um and uh let me know if you heard about alex jones ranting on it because he's the only he's the only person that i thought would uh would hate it and some other people did but um yeah alex jones hates it so i love it <laughs> we'll see you guys later